0: to the Cosmopolitan Hour. Hey, I'm somebody from
1: the room. See the room hundred times and you're listening, Cosmopolitan Hour, whatever you're listening, they listen well, okay? I'm Tommy Wizzle. have a groovy time, bye. Yes, episode 68. Episode 68, here we are. We're back at our normal watering hole today. That's right. Good old Vesuvios. That's correct. Remind me when we leave, I should take a picture of the guy with his naked butt so that we can put it up like in one of the images so that yeah. people can see people yes. Can experience the real San Francisco with yeah. us.
0: Yeah, the real San Francisco um, um, and naked hippie pooping into a barrel.
1: Yes. (laughs) While drinking a martini and wearing a hat with a flower on it. I always assume he's pooping. I mean, he could just be sitting on the
0: barrel while nude, but I always like to just assume he's pooping in the barrel while drinking wine, because really that's how you should
2: that's how you should
0: remove waste from your body: is while drinking wine, even
1: if it's early in the morning.
0: It's you know it's a celebration of the cycle of life, and I think you should toast it. Is that so wrong? And it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nature's calling somewhere. I suppose. Um, well... That's a lot gaggle of tourists.
1: Yeah. It's funny because this bar, I, I'm sure we've talked about it
2: before, but
1: I mean this bar is a real piece of kind of North Beach history.
2: Yeah. It's
1: got, you know, the walls are plastered with kind of old pictures and signs and things. There have been a lot of people who have drunk here. A lot of the beat poets used to hang out and everything. It opens up at 6 a.m. every day. Yes. Which
0: is pretty cool. 365 days a year.
1: Yes. Maybe we should come here at 6 a.m. on Christmas. We totally should. should. Actually, I would totally do that. That would be amazing. Let's do it. Let's do it this year.
0: Christmas. 6 a.m. If I'm here. 2011 2011 pledge. All right. If we're both in the country. Yes. Yay. Um... You didn't drink
1: on it, it's not a pledge. Oh, sorry. Shame. Shame, shame, you know your name, and it's Jordan. I drank after. Um... (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a funny place because there's, you know, there's all that stuff on the walls, and then there actually are, you know, a number of kind of North Beach people, like old weird hippies and poet types and crazy people who drink here. But then there, it's also kind of a tourist destination. so you get people like the I'm going to assume European long-haired yes be <laughs> ponytailed gentleman with the camera with a lens that is easily two feet long. You kind of walk in. And, Slowly, whilst gulp, gawping
0: at the day decor.
1: Yes, and then the, the the company that left that you remarked on was looked like a dad and his and his like bureau of ungrateful like just barely twenty one year old <laughs> children who were wearing like cutoffs and flip flops and tie dyed shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, they were kind of wearing like 90s throwback clothes, which are so big, and, I know. and it's baffling because I see so many tourists with like children dressed like this, and I'm like, oh my god, I've gone back in time. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm looking at myself on, on vacation with my family. It's and, odd. Um, so there's this joke about Portland, how can you tell the tourists in Portland? How? They're the ones with the umbrellas. I see because the the general attitude in Portland is suck it up, maybe it's just rain, right? Um, and what's the point? Because you're gonna get wet anyway, or something like that. Um,
2: um, There's some very French
0: people looking for a table. Yeah. More than a little distracting.
1: The best was they're very sunburned French people. (laughs) Um, Finding a table is of great importance to these particular French people.
0: Yes. It is, there's a great sense of urgency about it. Yes. but anyway, what were we talking
1: about? We weren't really talking about anything. I think we were just getting going and we are distracted by tourists, so. Yes. Oh, here, oh, yeah, comes, so. here comes the
0: European gentleman again with the
1: camera.
0: Excellent. So yes, yeah, so I was going to say, um, the joke about Portland being, uh, you know, you can tell the tourists by the, the people holding umbrellas. So how can you tell a tourist in San Francisco?
1: I have no idea. They're the ones wearing shorts in July. <laughs> That's very true. Except I'm wearing shorts today, but only because I checked the weather forecast yeah. and it said it would actually be warm. Today is the exception to the rule. Yes. <laughs> but even so, most San Franciscans aren't wearing shorts. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I don't think
0: most San Franciscans own
1: shorts. They're like, why bother? I have them like for riding my bike, but usually I wear them with something underneath, like leggings underneath <laughs> them. So they're not used as shorts. They're used as pants.
0: Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Good to know.
1: <laughs> Sage advice from me. <laughs> Indeed.
0: Um, so we have to do a quick acknowledgement before continuing. Okay. To Autumn. Yes. Who is the first person ever to donate money to the Cosmopolitan Hours Beer Money Scholarship Fund Excellent. for Vita Vegan Fund. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Thank you, Autumn. Yes. Autumn. An ode to thee.
2: Autumn. You are like a
0: season I'm I'm doing a poet thing because we're in North Beach right right. now, and it's very neat. Right. I'm getting into spirit.
1: Right. Um, That was part of the poem. Exactly. The exposition
0: part of the poem, which is what the bee poets were well known for. Yeah. It's true, I read about it. Um,
2: Autumn,
0: your crisp colors and crispy apples. Your crisp dollar bills in our fat little hands. We love
2: you, Autumn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are the best vegan ever. Spelled with a capital B, a capital V, and a capital E. All of which rhyme, there, thereby making this the perfect poem. The end.
1: No, that was incorrect form. You're supposed to snap. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're That's
2: right.
1: Edit out my clapping so I don't look ignorant. Yeah,
0: that was a huge boner.
1: Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> Whatever.
0: So, speaking of huge boners. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of huge
2: boners.
0: Um, I
1: think one just walked in. Oh.
0: Oh. That guy's like a cartoon drawing of like a, a bumbling superhero in his uh, civilian clothing. He is. He's like, oh my god, he's
1: Gaston. He also kind of looks like a <laughs> Um But speaking of huge boners, I'm going to Canada tomorrow.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. Again.
0: Excellent. But
1: this time I'm going to my hometown of Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and I'm bringing my husband, (laughs) provided that he doesn't claw his own eyeballs out on the airplane ride and we have to turn back.
0: (laughs) Your husband, aka the human cat.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, We make fun of our bad cat Lucy for being, like, irrationally scared of everything. Yeah. And I think Mike is about to turn into Lucy. (laughs) He is afraid of blinds. Does he have more sympathy for Lucy now? Maybe. I'm going to have to bring this up to him and ask him. It's like, you know, because that's probably how Lucy feels all yeah. the time. Are
0: you feeling a little more generous towards Lucy now? now Me? No. Shoes? no. No, that's what you oh, should yeah, ask him. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm helping you out. Lucy, Lucy is still, but the update on Lucy, for those of you who are keeping score at home. <laughs> uh, Lucy still will not come down from the loft we have to go up there and feed her, and we have to bring a litter box up there. Oh my god. Uh, She's like the Howard Hughes of cats. She's, yeah, I'm thinking about getting her tiny little tissue boxes to put on her feet. The only, no, what
0: you need to do is you need to get like those little, like those little tissue travel packs. Wait, I
1: have one, I have one. Oh my god, and put those.
0: Get these little like plastic tissue packs that you put in your purse, and then you can like put one of each on her little feet. I like that. Wrap it up tight, you know, because it's plastic, and then you can close it with the little tab.
1: That's a good idea. That's and a very it's, good it's idea. bilingual,
0: so if you have any French people visiting your then, home, then they'll know how to take off your cat's booties. That's yeah. That not not that that will ever happen because she's too germ phobic for that. Yes,
1: I mean. I'm sure that if we were to supply her with a tiny array of little bottles that uh, she would begin peeing in them as well. But she was just peeing on Mike's thing, so uh-huh. yes. But when I, when I went up there yesterday to, to feed her, which involves kind of a precarious series of events where I climb up the ladder, and the loft is about, I don't know, 14 feet off the ground. So you climb up the ladder, and then immediately in front of the ladder is like <coughs> a wall of Mike's crap. So you kind of have to like sideways dismount the ladder uh-huh. so that you can get onto like a place where you can kind of sit on the floor <laughs> of the loft, and then you kind of have to like it's the ceiling is vaulted and. It, lots of it, there's not very much clearance. So you have to kind of like reach, like on all fours, like reach out <laughs> and pour her food into her dish and pour some water into her dish. But the whole time that I'm up there, she'll like go into the corner, like it's where the where the ceiling meets the, uh-huh. the platform. And she'll like cower and she'll glare. She'll like be Aww. so mad that we're up there. But I'm like, but you die without this. And yeah. she's like, I don't care, I hate you. Oh, she's mad. Still after the vet, she's. I think so. I mean, Aww. Mike was going to do a a, a portrait of her <laughs> cowering up in the loft and a thought bubble that just shows like us throwing a blanket over her to bring her to the vet. Aw, sad. I know. It's really sad, but I I don't think there's really anything we can do yeah. about it. She's like, I think she's kind of pissed about the kitten, but it's all of it. Yeah. it's just all added up. Yeah, she I can't I, handle it anymore. I mean, it's probably going to take her like a year to get back to where she was. <laughs> and I think we're just kind of accepting that. So,
0: she's just going to have to be the little ghost that lives in your attic.
1: That's pretty much it. So, having pets is so rewarding. <laughs> it was so rewarding because she like, you know, she spent her first month with us hiding under the bathtub, like literally 24 hours a day, and like only sneaking out at night to use the litter box and like eat. Like we had to feed her under the bathtub. We had to like slide a little dish of food underneath the bathtub. And then, you know, before we before we took her to the vet and we lost her trust forever, <laughs> then she was, you know, she'd sit on the couch with us and she'd yeah. let us pet her. And so I hope that she'll get back there again. But we will never be able to take her to the vet again.
0: Someday she'll get back to that place. Yeah. I mean... Are there cat whispers?
1: Um, apparently there are. And some people I, I posted on the PPK recently about um, advice for how to, you know, lure her back downstairs. Somebody suggested a TV show about somebody who's very good with cats that they said would be helpful? You
0: know, what would work really well is um, that uh, concept from Monty Python, Confuse a Cat. I do not
1: remember that one.
0: Yeah, like the, you know, this couple was really worried about their cat, so they called the cat expert out, and he took a look and he said, you know, your cat really badly needs to be confused. So they call this company called Confuse a Cat, and it comes out, and it just does a, does a bunch of, you know, silly non sequitur stuff that, you know, it's Monty Python, of right. fill in the gaps. Yeah. And the cat kind of sits and observes it for a while, and then it just kind of gets up and walks away. I think maybe it falls over, I can't remember very well. But then it walks away and they're like,
1: success, we've cured it! Maybe that's what Lucy needs. You just need to you like... need to confuse her. Yeah. She's got it all figured out right now, and that's yeah. bad.
0: Yeah, totally. She's huh. thinking too much about things. She's like in this obsessive thought spiral. Hmm. She's like over-processed. She's talking about her feelings too
1: much. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I suspect that she does when we're yeah. gone. Yeah.
0: Like she does like expressive like finger painting. Excuse me, paw
1: painting. Paw painting. That's offensive. That's offensive to cats. How dare you assume that my cat has I fingers. I would like to apologize to all the feline Americans out there. Yes. Yes, we have to we have to be on guard <laughs> against our Let's humanist privilege.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes. So, um, what I've done recently, uh-huh. and I recommend this to all of our listeners: is uh, pick up a book on the history of your city. And I, I know that I've recommended this book to you. I'm going to recommend it to all of our listeners: the Barbary Coast. I'm like 20 pages into it, and it's like my favorite book ever. And there are a million fancy little nuggets of knowledge and wisdom. And um, the thing that struck me was that at the height of the gold rush, there was very limited housing in San Francisco because there were only about 200 residents before gold was discovered in Sacramento. Uh, So a lot of the housing in San Francisco was very... Difficult to find and very expensive, and um, private rooms would cost between two and three hundred dollars a month. Um, the more expensive ones would cost between five hundred to a thousand dollars per month. Which is in crazy. 1849. Yes. Um, one man even charged three dollars a night to sleep on a redwood plank between two sawhorses, and you had to provide your own blanket and pillow and everything. Um, so it's it's very interesting. It just shows that nothing has changed in San Francisco. There's always been ridiculous boom and bust industries and people making an obscene profit off of it and then losing everything and wanting to die. And that's the Californian
1: dream. It's uh, it's good to stay true to your roots, you know. It is. It when is. Things are important.
0: Although I'm, I was surprised um, when I started reading this book to, to realize it had actually been written in 1933. Yes, uh, I, I did not know this about the Yeah, book. I mean, it's a, a new edition, obviously, um, and it has a nice, fancy, like, graphically designed cover, but um, um, it's, it's a bit dated uh-huh. in that it references prohibition, and also um, Bye, in that it uses the phrase negress, Yes, that was very exciting. That was a great part of my morning reading that on Mark.
1: <laughs> Did you like kind of inch the book a little bit more closed so nobody would accidentally see the words on your page? No. I oh. figured, hey man, it is what it is. I'm
0: educating myself about the sins of our past.
1: That's true. Um, I'm just now noticing that um, our table is decoupaged with naked ladies. That I had a say, I know, there's nipples, like, looking right at me. But it's art.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I've been listening to um, uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You, mm-hmm. which was a recommendation you gave me. Yeah. And I had a very excellent recent episode... Well, they had a very great episode about street harassment, which I really liked, but also a really good episode about um, public hair oh. and the modern system of removal, Tell and me. They, they talked about, you know, like, porn from this era, which is, you know, like, turn of the century, which is what all these, like, naked ladies are, yeah. are from, and um, they said it was interesting because it ranged from completely bald to completely hairy, and I can kind of see that here, like... The contrast between oh, yeah. her, for example, and her—yes, this lady's nature girl. She's got like, looks like waist-long hair, yeah, full-on afro down below. But this lady, you know, she likes to keep it simple. She has she's a short... Grecian statue. Yeah, yeah, she's you know, she's got a less you know Rubenesque figure. Her hair shorter, completely bald on her vulva, as it were.
1: I think. I'm I'm going to out myself here as to what I am, but <laughs> I think that completely nude looks so weird. Not not because I you know I have any
2: <laughs>
1: just adolescent feminist ideas that you know people do that in an attempt to look like creepy girls to attract pedophiles or whatever the fuck it is that they mentioned year, that on um, first year on women's this. studies
0: majors thing, but they mentioned that on. Uh, on stuff I've never told you. They
1: What did they mention? Like, what did they say about it? They just said that, you know, that's what some people say. Right. I think that's a dumb thing to say, but it just, it makes, the things
0: that it looks... It, it bothers you because of the the tentacle that you have. It's okay to admit
1: it.
2: <laughs> I wish I had a
1: tentacle. That would be awesome. Um, it would be awesome. But the thing, that, the thing that kind of bothers me is I think it makes the torso look so much longer. Yeah. Like, it feels like all of a sudden you've got like even though it's really only maybe like two inches or so of extra yeah. skin that you see as opposed to it being covered by hair. Mm. It, now that's a me, good point. me it, it looks it looks like it changes the proportions a lot. You know I've never
0: really considered that before but that, you raise an excellent point. It's and true, I know right? that already having a very long torso naturally me maybe too. the completely bald look isn't for me because you know I don't really need the length of my torso and if anything I need to compress it compress. and so lengthen should, my legs. So you
1: should grow? Up your stomach. Is, you should get I'm gonna an get a merkin up to my belly. Get, a, get hey, get hair plugs. Go all out. Yeah,
0: nothing's too good for this baby.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for my beer belly. Yeah, um, a nice fuzzy beer belly. Hey, to keep you warm in the winter.
1: Lots, lots of dudes rock that. I What are you? doing?
0: Maybe we should become, we should get jobs as, like, start a side business as, like, pubic hair consultants. We could be, like, the personal shoppers of the pubic world.
1: I I think that that is a good idea, except that I have to admit that I, like, at 30, almost 31 years old, I have only, like... The loosest of grasps on grooming my own.
0: I just do not feel competent. Oh, you don't have to know anything about something to be a specialist or a consultant. I hope that's true in these it. days. Yeah, it's totally true. It's all about the hype and about the amount of publicity you get. So let's just hype the shit out of this thing. We'll be, you know, pubic consultants. Okay. You know, like I think. I think vegan pubic.
1: Eco friendly. Yes. yes. Eco Sustainable. Organic. Yeah. Green. <laughs> You know, like a really we could advertise in veg names.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. And we could use like photos of non-vegans pubic hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, um, or
0: we could like, you know, now doing men, but instead of like male genitalia, it's actually like a real hot dog <laughs> with some pubic hair around it and it's like photoshopped to look like a dick. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean it's not like they'll be able to know the difference. It's just hard to find. It's just a representation of an idea. It's hard to find actual good professional quality pictures of vegan pubic hair, okay?
1: Yeah. Get over
2: it, Pete.
1: Yeah, so get on it veganphotostock.com or whatever. Yeah, send us free pictures of your vegan pubic hair, please. Yes. Actually, no, please
0: don't. Yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> but unless you really want to and then do so we can mock you.
0: Yes. Indeed.
1: If you enjoy that.
0: Actually, yeah. Send us new photos of yourself. Yeah. But like sexy ones. We don't want a close-up of your cute. No. They have to be good ones. Yeah. Otherwise, we will mock you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So speaking of pubes, we never did get around to doing our waxing. No, I'm thinking we should. I think so too, because as I alluded to earlier, I'm (laughs) as I get old, every about once every six months or something. You you need a new experience. Well, well, no, I I mean I, you know, like I said, I'm thirty, almost thirty-one years old, and every couple months I'm in the shower and I'm you know washing up and fortifying myself and everything. And this particularly happens when I'm shaving and I kinda look down and I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. Because in my you know, I'll say 12 or 13 years of you know, grooming the best solution that I've come up with so far is to like randomly hack off some with uh-huh. scissors and then just try and shave yeah. some other bit so what I end up looking like is like I have made because scissors <laughs> are not totally good hot. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry for people that know me that now know too much but I don't know, it's funny, so, but I mean, I, I, and I, you know, I've talked before about how I sometimes look at other women and think, you know, oh my god, they're well-dressed and they know how to put on makeup and Uh they have hairdos and I feel uncomfortable because I don't know how to do any of that stuff. (laughs) And I've recently realized that, like, you know, that, that insecurity and inability to, Groom myself extends to all areas of my personal group.
0: Well, then let's take a big step in changing that. Well, exactly. So, rip out that hair at the (laughs) roots.
2: Okay. Yes. We'll do it. (laughs)
1: When I come back from Canada.
0: Totally. So, what are you gonna do in Canada? Are you gonna wrestle some moose, or you know?
1: Um. Well. Uh, Provided that we survive the flight and the human cat doesn't get the, uh, it turned around or arrested by the air marshal. um, Right. Then, um, I don't know, we're probably going to do a lot of drinking with my old friends. Um, We're going to see the record store that my old uh, record store... Compatriot opened up. Nice. Um, if you are curious and if you are in Edmonton, it is permanent records. And, and uh, I laugh every time you
0: say that name. I'm like, hey, hey, that's funny.
1: It is funny. I'll, I'll bring you a t-shirt. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go see that. Yeah, we're gonna drink. We're gonna see my family. Um, Mike wants to go to West Evans Mall. (laughs) Nice. And go to the water park. And I said, no fucking way am I going in that water park.
0: He's gonna get cholera or
1: something. (laughs) Probably. Um,. Oh, I'm gonna try and avoid all of my ex-boyfriends, and I will probably un- be unsuccessful. So I'll probably see at least one of them.
0: Awesome. Which
1: sucks. I like I don't the want sound to. effect
0: that just added to that <laughs> of a car screeching outside. Like what? Yeah.
1: I don't know. No. I, I, uh, I mean, there's one in particular that I just really don't want to see because I just don't want to have like the dumb drama and like yeah. have him keep his bullshit guilt on me that I have heard he still harbors. And uh, I don't know the rest of them. It's kind of like I don't necessarily have strong opinions one way or the other, but I just rather I just don't want to like run into them at the bar and then like know that they're like at the table like right there. So yeah. the whole time that I'm there, it's just kind of like awkwardly avoiding looking at them <laughs> and stuff. I just don't want to deal with that. So.
0: You know how to uh, awkwardly avoid looking at them is to like make out with your husband the whole time. Yeah,
1: unfortunately the human cat really sucks at PDA. Oh, okay.
0: You could just sit next to him with your back to the X and give him a quick handy.
1: (laughs) That's a good idea. I'll do that. Yeah. Mike says you're welcome.
2: (laughs) This stained glass looks
0: like sun-dried tomatoes.
1: It does. Gross. It's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm going to do at Edmonton. Good. We've, we've talked about X's before on the Cosmopolitan Hour, correct? Several times. Is that guy I mean, wearing a reverse fanny pack? He is wearing
0: a reverse fanny pack, and he has a, an extremely sunburned face, except for two white marks where the arms of his sunglasses were. Ah, uh, <laughs> <man>. uh, tourist. <laughs> it's that time of year here, like, yeah. where... I mean, I laugh, but... I'm just as much of an ass. I mean, 15 minutes in the sun, and I'm lobster red as well, so... Oh, dude! But for the grace of God, that would be me.
1: I currently have some... You can't Actually, like you can hardly see them in this light. I have some gnarly bike burns. Nice. And my skin's been peeling off. Sweet! Yeah, but I had like an S-shaped one on this leg. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It's amazing. Yeah, I was impressed. So what are you going to do while I'm gone? How are you going to pass the lonely hours?
0: Um, I'm working on a gigantic portrait of you right now. Um, it's actually one of those pasta paintings that kids do. but this Oh, is macaroni like, art? Yeah, yeah. But this is like some next-level shit. It's like, you know, different pieces creating different textures. And so all the different textures combine to form your face. It's really intense. That...
1: That sounds like a really awesome tribute to me.
0: Yeah, but then I'm gonna involve it in a piece of performance art. So I'm gonna invite you to this piece of performance art where you know, like, I present you with this portrait and you act really like, like, impressed and grateful. And then I boil all the pasta in front of you and make you eat it. And it's a statement about society. It's very uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, speaking of psychopaths, Uh um, San Francisco police killed another unarmed person. Well, maybe he's not. Arguably unarmed person,
1: Person, yeah. Yes, they did. Well, I mean, San Francisco, if you don't live in the Bay Area, this is the third um, police shooting of a person on public transportation in a year and a half? Yeah, about 18 months so i mean maybe that doesn't sound like that much but it sure seems like a lot here in the bay area and given that the last one or or the last two of these three shootings occurred within a month of each other it just kind of feels like it's a bit of an epidemic and that's weird so yeah um but yes the. The first one was Oscar Grant, who was yeah. tragically killed on uh, New Year's Eve, two thousand ten. I think it was New Year's Day. New Year's Day. It was at night. It was, it was like
0: past, the, just past midnight. Yeah. Stickler. <laughs> um, hey, that shit's important in the law, and you should know it. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: but he, Oscar Grant, was apparently he was. A lot of rock. laws go into effect on.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry. He, anyway, <laughs> he was drunk and are and behaving. And- Bit disorderly or whatever. Yeah, he's being a, a,
0: a jerk, whatever. So like, the, nobody else acts like a drunk jerk on New Year's Eve.
1: So, BART police, and this is a weird thing, is that BART, which is the uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit, right. has its own police force with guns. Um, yeah, that was
0: a sticking point for me, too. I was I like, BART really, cops have guns? I think that's fucked up. Why? Yeah. Why do they need guns? Yeah. Well, so they can shoot people in the back. I, Apparently. I, like, it, it just seems like a joke. Like, like the concept of a BART cop seems like a joke.
1: It's kind of like, you know, like,
0: oh, it's a mall cop, you know, it's well, a rent-a-cop. But and it's why like, do they have guns?
1: Like, it's like, you know, BART transports a lot of people. You know, it's a busy public trans, transit thing. But I don't think it transports as many people as, say, the New York subway. No.
0: Or the Chicago mm-hmm. L. Right. Or, like
1: you know, any of, and I just, I don't think that any of those things require their own police force. I just don't understand why there couldn't be either like a private security thing that isn't cops and that doesn't have guns. Yeah, doesn't have guns um, or Or tasers. Or, you know, just have some kind of partnership between the, you know, SFPD and the Oakland PD and the Berkeley PD and whatever else. Um, but yeah, so Oscar Grant was shot in the back after being subdued by officers. Um, he was on the ground on his stomach, and yeah. at, at the time that he was shot, and uh, he, um, officers on the scene claimed that they thought that he was going to pull a weapon and somehow escape from his position. Did he cu- have somebody's knee yeah. on his neck? Yeah, well, another officer was holding him down with her knee on his neck. Yeah. But they apparently this he still presented enough of a danger that when he like moved his arm, they thought that he was going for a weapon and they shot him in the back and killed him. Yes.
0: Yo- Johannes Mezerly is the guy that killed him. Yeah who's now free, walking the streets even though this happened, you know, less than two years ago. Yeah. Um, he I mean, claims that he was reaching for his taser and um, in the heat of the moment mistook his gun for his taser.
1: Which, I mean, if, if that's true, if we accept that, is almost as disturbing as exactly. him reaching for his gun because that means that we have a police force that is so incompetent with their wedding. With their, with their wedding? <laughs> <laughs> their weapons. pardon me, uh, that they, when they are required to use them, cannot
2: yeah, remember and you, where they are
0: and get them. And it's not like, you know, it's not like cops ever have to pull their gun in a calm situation. Like, right. if you have to use your weapon, it's going to be like an intense, right. high adrenaline situation. And if you don't know, if you can't handle yourself competently in that situation and you take somebody's life because you made a mistake, you should not be a fucking cop and you should not have a weapon and authority to use that weapon against innocent civilians. I agree. But... And then the, mo- the second most recent like, bar shooting was, again, the bar cops, yeah, who shot I, a vagrant, you know, in Civic Center Station. Yeah. Um, Oscar Grant was uh, an African-American young man who was shot in West Oakland bar. West Oakland is a very, like, black the neighborhood. West, I think it was Fruitvale. Oh, maybe it was I'm jail. sure it was, it was Fruitvale.
2: Okay. Um...
0: So he was shot in Oakland, which is seen as like a poor black city. And but um, Civic Center is like downtown San Francisco. It's also where Tenderloin is, which yeah. is like the seedy part of San Francisco. But yeah, um, to say the least. But it's you know um, it's in San Francisco, which prides itself on being very metropolitan and you know low crime rates and all that. And this guy was in Civic Center Bar and was. I mean, it's it's. Clear that he had to have either been mentally ill or drunk, yeah. and he threw a bottle at some bar cops and produced a knife, and they shot him dead.
1: Yeah. Despite the fact that he was by himself, and you know, staggered like so drunk that he was staggering.
2: Yeah.
1: And you know, they they could not think of any other way to subdue him. Yeah, than to shoot him dead. Yeah, yeah. Which seems fucked up to me. And then the most recent one was the most recent one is the craziest I think because it it involves the San Francisco Police Department, Um, who've been under a lot of scrutiny lately for doing things like falsifying evidence, illegally searching and seizing evidence from places um, and behavior. Generally behaving like above the law. Yeah. Law. Um, so I know there's a local police officer
0: here in North Beach who's being investigated. Who, or maybe a few years ago, is being investigated for like tasing, like abusing the taser. Yeah.
1: It's, it's yeah. SFPD is not that cool <laughs> um, but so this this is on the uh this is in the bayview area of san francisco um, it's an area known for you know a lot of kind of uh, low-income housing there's a lot of gang activity down there apparently it's not you know it's not the greatest place in the world to be um, it's also the
0: new gentrification hotspot. Yeah, kind of like the one one of the last few untouched by modern dwellings areas of San Francisco, and real realtors are just greedily licking their chops over Bayview yeah. and Hunters Point.
1: Um, but this this occurred, um, I guess. San Francisco Police Department officers had been um, had been more present on Muni, which is the San Francisco uh, transit system,
2: yeah.
1: uh, because I guess there had been a lot of violence and things like that, especially in the Bayview. So. Uh, probably the Muni drivers. <laughs> I, I would not dispute that. Every
0: time I turn on the news, there's a news story about a Muni driver being caught on their own bus camera, like, beating somebody up or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, Muni drivers take a lot of shit, but man, so many Muni drivers are, like, the fucking worst people in the world. <laughs> and, I don't know, I mean, there's one guy that, um... That I'm pretty sure it was the same driver because I the one of the routes that I take when I take the bus is uh, it's a relatively little traveled route. It's, um, and uh, you know there aren't that many drivers that drive that route. It's not it's not a major route where there's like you know 30 drivers. It's right. a relatively small time. Um but so I was riding my bike in the marked bike path on yeah. um, that goes, you know, all parallel to this bus's route. And uh I got I managed to get uh completely sandwiched between the bus and the curb oh my god. a while ago. Um because the bus driver did not see me and pulled into the bus lane directly in front of me. Oh my god. Like wedging me into the curb. Wow. Um, and he is extremely, well, I am extremely lucky that I am, I'm a pretty defensive rider when yeah. I ride in the streets, I ride on pretty busy streets,
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but usually that area isn't one that I worry about because I have a marked bike right path, but yeah. he, yeah, he forced me like right wow. up to the curb, and there were a bunch of people at the bus stop who were like, what the fuck, and, and I was like, I don't know,
0: and you then I just tra- banging on the bus, like, oh, they're fucking" are-
1: Well, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't really have heard me like I was, but I did try and catch up and like, but whatever. But then I'm pretty sure it was the same driver because I got a look at him Uh and I was on the bus uh, like maybe a week later and uh, I'm pretty sure it was the same guy and we were, I was on the bus and we were making a right turn. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, the bus driver just obviously didn't look before he turned. Uh-huh. So he had the green light, which means that the pedestrians crossing the yeah. street that he was turning onto also had the green yes. light. Yes. And he yeah. almost hit a group of like 10 pedestrians, oh like came God. within inches of hitting them. Jesus. And they were all like, what the fuck? And I, yeah. Dang. Yeah, so, um, muni drivers, they're great. Um,
2: they're the worst. But
1: so what, what happened with the most recent shooting was a guy um, was a, the, I guess, I guess the, the police officers were on the bus, and they, I, I think that they were, this guy had aroused their sus- suspicion because they suspected him of not uh, paying his fare, uh-huh. and uh, so I guess they began to approach him, and he fled off the bus, and they followed him, they pursued him. And the police say that he pulled out a gun and started shooting at them. Yeah. Um, Witnesses are not so decisive on that. Some of them have said that he shot at them, and some of them have said that he did not shoot at them. Um, But uh, regardless, he he either shot at them or didn't, and then they shot him dead. Yeah. Um, So...
0: And they didn't let anybody help him. They didn't make any effort to help him while he bled to death on the ground. They didn't call an ambulance. Because they said um, they didn't know that if he still had his gun with him or not, because they they alleged that they couldn't see the gun when he was lying on the ground, bleeding to death. Um, And there's video that shows them, um, that shows the man like writhing in agony while he's like bleeding to death and the cops do nothing. They just have their guns drawn and they're yelling at people to stay back. but allegedly the new evidence is that they they claim they found the gun they claim that you can see somebody picking the gun up in the video I don't know about that Um, they claim they found the gun in a parolee's home in Bayview um, which is basically their word (laughs) right and then um, now they're also saying that uh, the victim had gunshot residue on his hands
1: Really?
2: Yeah.
1: Gunshot residue? Yeah. Could that be from getting shot? Who knows? (laughs) With a gun. I don't know. the The whole thing is really weird. The way it was reported was really weird because all of this stuff about how the victim allegedly had this gun and how he was this bad guy who was wanted yeah. for questioning in connection with some other crime is it, all this stuff came out way later. So it's just really suspicious to me that yeah. you know that the initial reports were like San Francisco police shoot a guy for running away. Uh, when they tried to get him to pay his fare, yeah, and then like after a wa- like a long while, like a day or more, then all of a sudden the story changed to, oh no, he had a gun and he was shooting, and oh, but we don't know where the gun is right now. Oh, but we've recovered the like it was just yeah really fucking fishy. So yeah,
0: yeah. So I've entertained this. Um, thought of like an everyday civil disobedience protest Uh i guess it wouldn't be disobedience necessarily but um i kind of want to do this except i'm afraid that maybe it would be taken seriously and i would get fucking shot um but i kind of want to get a kevlar vest and just like write in big letters like you know commuter, non-violent commuter, like unarmed, don't shoot, and just wear it every day on bar. Just as a, just as a statement. I, I I think that's kind of an awesome protest. I mean, I know I'm not the type they normally shoot. Yeah, but, you you're know, white. The, the, well, the vagrant at Civic Center was that's white. True. But he was also a, a, you know. Vagrant. A vagrant. With a large white beard. Which I can only envy. Um,
1: hey, you could always grow a long white big Yeah. <laughs> One day. Someday. I'll get there someday. But
0: yeah, I mean you know what you know, if you wanna adapt that old saying, like first they came for the, the young drunk black men, then they came for the, the bottle throwing vagrants and I said nothing and you know. Who's to say they're not gonna come for the vaguely dirtbag looking Young women
1: next. That's true. That's true. Wow. I think that I think that's a good idea for a (laughs) poster. I think so too. I I keep meaning to get a a shirt or a jersey to wear when I'm riding my bike that says "Bikes Allowed, Full Use of the Lane" on the back. Yeah. I get honked at constantly, and the worst is like I get honked at when I'm riding up Third Street, which is you know. Not it, it goes from being really busy below market and right. it turns into Kearney, and it's not really that busy it's right. all one way. There's something like four or five lanes of traffic. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's very rare that it's all that busy. Um, oh, look at that, a mini driver just walked in. <laughs> um, but I uh, I often will take the lane when I'm riding because I have to get over into the left lane and there's currently there's a lot of construction going on so there's a lot of merging and stuff like that. And cars are driving like crazy and so I, I feel safer when I take the lane because then I'm not gonna have to be like you know trying to thread my way between yeah. a bunch of lanes of traffic and then have having them all like merging and whatever. And I always get hogged at, even though it's extremely rare that like. Oh, thank like, I got these. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh
2: thank thanks. you. Let's <laughs> leave a big
1: tip. Yeah. But yeah, they I always get honked at by cars who decide to stay right behind me instead of taking right. either of the two completely empty totally, lanes yeah, next yeah. to me. But I think that it's really annoying that cars don't know that I'm allowed to be on the road and they always honk it very much. I have a little sticker
0: on my bike that actually has the Civic Code section oh, on it, like in, like in legalese with a little section symbol and everything before I'd ever even seen one of those before. <laughs>
1: I would love so, to. Uh,
0: I'm sure there, there's got to be shirts out there with them.
1: Yeah, I would love, I've actually also thought about getting flyers printed up, like just little things that say, like to have vehicle code sections that like yeah. say, you know, like bikes are allowed full use of the lane, and bikes are considered vehicles, and yeah. like whatever. And just leave them under like the windshield wipers of parked cars. Well, or even, you know, like when someone, when someone honks at me, there's yeah. usually a fairly good chance that I'm going to be right next. To them as exactly. a the red light, so I can exactly. just kind of be like, here, or like yeah. put it under their wi- wiper, like right then and there. Yeah. The awesome thing about being and on a like, bike is, well, damn you! The, the good thing about being on a bike is that you're like with so much mobility. So, yeah. Like, at a red light, you have time to like pop off, run over, give it to them, and like come back. You
2: know?
0: <laughs> but it's I find it really I'll just dist- ride up and smash them in the teeth of the U-lock.
1: Well, I thought about that, too, but I don't usually carry my U-Lock with me um, because I have indoor parking and that thing is heavy as shit, so, but I just as But it's I an indispensable it. weapon. It's, that's true. I do. You never have to
0: reload a U-Lock.
1: I, I need to buy a mini one so that I have one that's more suited for my petite womanly arms but um it'll be ideal
0: for the zombie apocalypse because you know you can use it to lock your bike until then and then afterwards you can use it as a weapon that's to like bash heads and i can
1: use it as a weapon now if i want exactly i don't know I, I, I find it really really disturbing that so many drivers don't know the law. Yeah. When it comes to the roads that they're driving on, I mean, I, that really. Yeah, and that
0: extends far beyond, you know, cyclists. Yeah, as definitely.
1: Well. <laughs> so that's kind of one of those areas where I feel like they demonstrate their ignorance all the time, and I'm yeah. just kind of like, what the fuck? How can you be driving if you don't know this basic thing? I think totally. it's really fucked up. It's so. scary. Yeah. But at the same time...
0: <laughs> a lot of idiots out there. Yeah. Watch out.
1: That's true. I mean, it, it, in a way, it kind of does make me understand the impulse to insulate yourself from them in as many layers of SUV as possible. <laughs> because I'm just like, man, everybody out there is fucking stupid. But, you know... But
0: the thing is, all those layers of SUV don't really protect you that much more in the long run anyway. Exactly. In fact,
1: they make you more vulnerable. Exactly. Shit flips. Plus, in SUV, when you have an SUV, you don't get to commute race, which is what I've been enjoying very much lately.
2: Because
1: <laughs> most, like, for, for most of my commute, I'm on uh, bike paths. Or not bike paths, bike lanes. Um, Which means that there are a lot of cyclists. And uh, I have been, um, there's kind of like an unwritten racing thing that happens. Like Uh not everybody participates. But like, there's always some people in like the pack of commuters that are yeah. kind of like, I'm gonna get to the front. Uh-huh. And lately, I've been placing really, really well. I'm really proud. I think my, I think that my ranking is like slowly increasing on my division, which is the Howard Street division. <laughs> But
0: yeah, I, I can't do competitive stuff at all. I'm a t- totally non-competitive person.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: I would never. Have, competition would never gives have me anxiety. That. Oh.
0: I can't stand competition. I'm like, oh, let's just all do it together, or you fuck off and I do my thing by myself and you don't look okay. at me.
1: I am a complete competitive <laughs> asshole. Maybe it's uh,
0: a sibling thing, you had to compete with younger siblings for attention.
1: Maybe, I think I think for me anyway if I, can't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I think that for me it's part of my nature. I mean, there is a good reason that I went into classical music, which is one of the most competitive fields you can go into if you want to get a job. And then law, which is, pretty competitive and then your entire career is based on competing with yeah. other lawyers. So, I think there's a good reason that that happened. And I think it's largely because I am a competitive <laughs> asshole who wants to metaphorically compare my dick size with everybody else.
0: Nice. Yeah. How's your big size doing
1: these days? I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of commuting, it's huge.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Good. Good to know.
1: Yes. It's it's funny how that that competitive streak can be activated by, like, a pack of totally nonchalant, like, I'm just getting from point A to point B commuters on, like, heavy-ass bikes. (laughs) But I'll come home and I'll be so proud of myself that I, like, passed a 69-year-old woman on her, like, 80-pound bike. i will be like, yeah, I killed her.
2: <laughs>
1: so. That's True, a, how very sportsman-like. I it. know. But I, I think I told you I did. I had a moral victory the other day because uh-huh. I passed a guy with a lower back tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah so I was riding behind him, and I was like, good. oh,
1: he's going, he's going at an acceptable pace, so I, I'll just hang behind him. And then he did something and his shirt lifted up and I saw his lower back tattoo and I was like, oh, it's on. And then I passed
2: him.
1: Because I, I didn't want to look it at that. guys are the worst.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so um, I remember I uh, wanted to ask you your opinion on um, Lamb and Link's Getty, is it?
2: The I twin no sisters idea.
0: behind the oh, hit yes. neo-Nazi pop band Fresh and Blue. Fresh and Blue, that's right. Who now claim to be healers. Um they have medical marijuana cards and they're they're like totally committed to the cause of legalizing marijuana in the United States. But they haven't entirely let go of you know and they're they they're stoked about diversity. Yeah. I think that was an exact quote, like they're stoked joke. about diversity. Um, but they haven't quite let go to their whole Holocaust denial thing, which is probably largely in part due to their brainwashing on behalf of their mother yeah. and father. Yeah. I'd give them another year or so
1: to get, to get rid of all that. But. Yeah.
0: But apparently one of them got cancer when she was like 13, Yeah. which is really, really horrible. And I know there's a lot of people out there with, with, that would say that's what she deserved for being a neo-Nazi. And that's, that's horrible as well. But I think you should be ashamed. Maybe uh, maybe the cancer gave her a new perspective on things. And I for that it new probably perspective, is. I would be grateful. But um, you know, I was really shocked to hear about that, and she today still suffers from the horrifyingly named cyclic vomiting syndrome. Yeah,
1: I saw that, and I declined to look up what it is.
0: Yeah, I also declined to GTS. I think I'm, I, that's a decision that I'm I'm proud of yeah. to this day. Yeah, Um, but yeah, they're both like avid pot users and and pot reform backers, and I'm like, you know, that's great, but could you kind of extend that, you know, new method of thinking to the Holocaust and, you
2: know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I read I read the article about them and. they, I mean, to their credit, they said that they were ill-informed and brainwashed when yeah. they formed their group. Which they definitely um, were. Yeah, and I
0: think you know, I think one of them still lives with their mother, so I'm yeah. sure it's.
1: I mean, they're pretty young. They're, yeah. they're like 19 or
0: something. Yeah,
1: like yeah. That. yeah, they're so still they're extremely. Young. They're still, they're still pretty young, and considering that they lived with you know a brainwashing crazy person uh, for most of their lives, I, I actually think it's pretty fucking impressive that they have come as far as they have. I yeah. mean, I, I have to admit, like, I I was... Well, they are in their rebellious team phase. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, it sounded, like, a lot of the things that they said sounded really... I don't know, I mean they sounded pretty mature. Right. Which and and I thought it was kind of great because it was like, well, basically what they were saying is that when we were children, yeah. that kind of thinking was yeah. plausible to us. When we were children, when we were eleven years old. Yeah. Now that we are older like and nineteen, like it's not like they're like sixty five. Yeah. <laughs> now that we are older. That kind of shit just doesn't do it for us, and yeah. I think that that is really—that's a pretty good anti-like yeah. Nazi statement. Where it's like, yeah, that kind of thinking, yeah, it works for children or like yeah. mental children. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you progress beyond age fourteen or so, it shouldn't be working for you. Anymore. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good, but. Um, I don't. I mean, their Holocaust stuff. I mean, they weren't flat up denying it. It was more that they they thought that it had been blown out of proportion by the right. media. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
1: Um, which I mean, you you shouldn't say about the Holocaust. Yeah. But um, you know, it's that's a pretty. It's, it's it's a lot of progress I think, considering where they're from and like considering. Yeah. Like, where do they? Do you know where they live now? Um, Montana.
0: Montana, okay. Yeah. They're originally from Bakersfield and then they moved to Montana because Bakersfield was becoming too diverse. Which, if you've ever been to Bakersfield, that's quite a statement.
1: (laughs) My oh my. Yeah. So, I don't know, I mean, I I hope that... um, I really hope they continue their yes. this pattern of their trajectory of yes. moving away from yes. neo-nazism, alternative ways of thinking about things. Well, and who knows? You know, I think it'd be great if they kind of continue, and they, you know, maybe eventually they will influence other members of the community.
0: Yeah, well, that'd be awesome. Really good,
1: so. I mean, I honestly I feel like they've probably been dealt a pretty shitty hand in life, you know, Have, growing Definitely. up with a mother like that. That's oh gotta God, be really yeah. hard. And and then having a mother who kind of manipulates you into doing something that garners you a lot of attention for basically being like a hateful white supremacist. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, you're you're 11 years old. You just you don't know. You can't really. I mean, And there are a lot of
0: people that don't react to that appropriately by seeing that it's a child that's being manipulated by a parent. A lot of people, I know, have unleashed a lot of hate on these, like, little girls who were essentially brainwashed by their parents. I mean, kids can't be responsible for their actions when
1: they're that age. Right. And, well, I mean, the thing is, I I think that kids can be somewhat responsible. But it's not a situation with them where it's just kind of like, this kid was presented with two options being right. a neo Nazi or not being a neo Nazi right. and they chose the wrong one for bad reasons. It's, exactly. it's more like this is the only thing they've ever known. Exactly. So they just never would have had the tools up until you know the time that they did start questioning it to question it. So it's not it's not so much that some that they failed, it's that they took a I think reasonable, normal amount of time to get to the stage in life where they would question the things that their parents were telling them. Yeah. And I'm glad and I mean, now that they have apparently reached that spot and and kind of held their own for a number of years, I think that's actually really impressive. That yeah, someone, like been able to to say to their mother, you know, like we're not we do not believe this
2: anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how crazy is it that um, the white supremacist mother uh, who, even though she's a shitbag white supremacist, hasn't like kicked them out of the house or anything like that. I mean, yeah. a lot of fundamentalist Christians yeah, that's true. would kick their children out of the house for that kind of thing. Yeah. So, for being gay, definitely. Yeah. I mean, so what does that say about neo-Nazis in relation to fundamentalist Christians?
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not going to draw any conclusions, but uh, I, you know, ponder that, say I. good point neo-nazis are they better than fundamentalist next on Sally did you get Sally in Canada? Sally Justin, Raphael but I
0: never watched it I thought she looked dated with her glasses she did, poor Sally she needed a makeover, she should have hooked up with Denny Jones for a makeover that's true that was the best, we need more makeover shows I mean, not like, you know, Extreme Makeover or Extreme Makeover Home Edition, like, just shows where something happens and then for no reason at all you also get a makeover at the end of the show. (coughs) Which is what Jenny Jones was all about. That was why her show was so genius, it was just a regular talk show, but then everybody got a makeover. Yeah, makeovers are
2: pretty
1: fun, I mean, so, speaking of makeovers. I feel like I, I should have mentioned this last week, and I have um, our friend uh, Kristen yeah. has started her own clothing line. Yes, she has. And uh, it is really very nice, though. Her, um, her label is called Tree Wool because she designs knitwear and she does not use uh, wool. Um, she uses only fibers from plants. Yeah, the name. Yes. yes. And she is very conscientious about sourcing things that are organic and um, you know ethically produced and she has very, very nice designs, I think. But the makeover part comes in because she asked me to model her designs and she bought a bunch of clothes from American Apparel for me to wear <laughs> while modeling her designs. And. It was a rather hilarious makeover, I think, Yeah, because I felt profoundly uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> Not because of her device, but because I wasn't allowed to wear any black.
0: Oh. Uh, there are a few photos in which you're wearing black, I'm sure. Am about. I?
1: I don't think so.
2: Well,
0: your hair is black, so you're always Excellent. wearing black in that sense.
1: I dyed my hair today. Good. Yeah. Excellent. So, that was a major... Jordan Improvement Project. <laughs> um, but anyways, you should check out TreeWool uh, on Etsy. And uh, she's going to be launching her website very soon. Uh, and uh, yeah, support an awesome vegan entrepreneur. Yeah, do it. And her stuff is really nice. Indeed. So, anyway. Sorry for the digression, but you really should check her out. Um, indeed, you should. Yes. <laughs> So, well, I think that maybe takes us to the end.
2: Does it? I think
1: it does. Whoa. Um,
0: I like the way this guy's fanny pack bulges like an obscene paunch. Oh
1: yeah. It's kind of large and in charge. Yeah. It's like a this, big boner. This guy looks like a real North Beach guy though. Yeah. He's definitely a North Beach guy. He's leader. really tan and he's wearing tivas. Yeah. And a Hawaiian shirt. But the fisherman's cap. And he has a gigantic beard.
0: A fan yeah.
2: of weather yeah. Oh dear.
0: Okay. Well. Um, yes. If Canada doesn't pick you up, he'll be back. Or
1: my husband doesn't claw my eyes out on the flight.
0: Poor <laughs> Mike. <laughs> oh my
1: god. He's gonna have to. He he's like gonna have to take all of this Xanax at like eight in the morning and then like get a beer to bring on the plane. Wow. Yeah, so he's going to be drinking beer at 8.30. Uh, Are you going to wheel him around like Hannibal Lecter with a face mask? um, Actually, that's probably a good idea, but I don't think I have time to get a face mask before we leave tomorrow. Bummer. Yeah. But, I I mean, depending on how out of it he is, I might have to wheel him off the plane. Awesome. I'm hoping that he's not that out of it, but... Just put him on the little, like, luggage plane, and he'll just go around in circles. That's awesome. I mean, I I got my dad to come and pick me up instead of my stepmom because I was like, I think the mic's gonna be okay, but just in case, I might need help like dragging him to the car. (laughs) My dad's like, all right, fine, I'll get you. Like it's nothing against my stepmom, really. Yeah, I know. Mike's a big guy. (laughs) Dear. Well, good luck with that.
0: Thanks. Let us know how the the husband wrangling goes. Oh my God, I Do
1: you you know how to do a fireman's
0: lift? I'll show you later. I
1: know how. Okay. I'm, I'm. I am strong for my size. You are. But I. Don't think it's gonna happen with Mike. You can do it, Jordan. Just
2: believe.
0: You'll get a surge of adrenaline. You'll be like, I need to get him off
1: this plane now. I know when
2: you're like, if he's off. my child. Oh,
1: okay. If he was my child, I'd be okay. <laughs> oh, and speaking of children, um, I got to meet uh, I got to meet Gray yeah nice. on the weekend, and I got to hold him. He was six days old and he started to cry. Oh no. And then I like like very gently bounced him up and down for like twenty minutes. Uh-huh. And he nice. stopped. Took twenty minutes. No, 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 he actually stopped pretty quickly, but he like <laughs> okay, stayed good. quiet oh, good.
2: for like,
1: twenty minutes. He's a very cute baby. He's kind of an uncommonly cute baby, because when they're really young like that, they're often yeah, kinda ugly. They often He's are. actually very good. That's good to hear. I know. Yeah, He's it's going to be a very attractive child.
0: It's always nice to say that a baby is cute and actually mean it. Yeah. Because you have to say they're cute. It's true. I mean, sorry, parents. Megan okay. and Megan
1: and Nate are a good combination. They're I both very good-looking people. So. <laughs> I had no doubt their child would be, you know, beautiful and everything. But sometimes those things take a while to manifest. Yes. So. True. But I'm glad to say that Gray is a very adorable, He's baby. acceptable,
2: yes.
1: he good. He will do. He is. Yes.
0: We'll keep him for now. Yes.
1: Have and I'm son. looking forward yeah. to him and his mother coming out for breakfast with me. <laughs> we'll
0: decide again next week whether he stays or goes. Yes, well... You can were, vote. Text. <laughs> they were saying text <laughs> Keep a, Gray to 2566574. Don't actually vote.
2: Um, and, but
1: you can email us if you if you want to see the baby. I, I think I have a picture of me holding the baby. Um, oh. But... Um, they're uh Megan and Nate are major cat lovers. They have four cats. Oh dear. And uh Don't you know they eat baby souls? Yeah, so well somebody asked them, you know, <laughs> what's gonna happen if the baby's allergic to the cat? Uh huh. And Nate, like, without missing a beat, replied, We'll get a new baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry. That's the kind of levity I appreciate
0: in parents. Me too. Yes. So here's to you. Yes. Should I... Yes, to Grey. <laughs> okay. You yeah, know what episode is next.
2: 69. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Have to do something especially stupid for that. Yeah. But not 69 each other because that's just not what friends do. That would make our professional relationship <laughs> a lot <long-term>. more. <laughs> it would put a strain on the friendship to say the least. I think so. Yeah. So we'll think of some other way to celebrate episode 69. Yeah. Until then, let the smooth sound of the quiet storm take you out. This is Smooth Jazz. W-T-C-H. Jordan and Erica. The quiet storm. I just said that again because I couldn't think of anything else to say.